You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This morning, hope for Melbourne. Just 14 new cases in 24 hours, but the Premier's refusing to reopen the city. Infected but working and travelling across Sydney, the race to track down passengers of an infectious taxi driver. The Prime Minister bounces back. Support for Scott Morrison surges in the latest news poll. And they changed the sport, then won the gold. 20 years on, we catch up with some history-making Olympians. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews is pushing back on calls for Melbourne to come out of lockdown early despite plummeting COVID case numbers. The Premier says the city is ahead of schedule on its roadmap to recovery but won't relax restrictions just yet. We'll do it in a, in a safe and steady way. Uh, there's no good opening up too early. There is no good letting our frustration get the better of us because all that will mean is that everything metropolitan Melbourne has given everything that everyone has done to produce these low but still not low enough numbers will count for nothing. There were 14 new cases yesterday, nine of which were from a family cluster in the Casey region. Two people have been arrested and six fined following an anti-lockdown protest at Chadston in Melbourne's southeast. Organisers claim the demonstration was a success, despite a turnout of fewer than 50 people. John Farnham and his manager have also hit out of the group for using the song You're the Voice during the protest. Health authorities in New South Wales are scrambling to track down passengers who may have been exposed to an infected taxi driver. The COVID-positive cabbie took fares across Sydney's west and southwest for nine days before getting tested. It's believed the driver may have caught the virus at Liverpool Hospital. The federal government has seen a surge in support in the past month, according to the latest news poll. Let's go live now to political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. The coalition has rebounded from the last survey. Yeah, they have, Jody, with support for the Prime Minister Scott Morrison climbing over his response to the COVID-19 pandemic. A swing back to the government on a two-party preferred basis saw them regain an advantage over Labor, 59 points to 40, 51 points rather to 49. Scott Morrison also retains his lead as preferred Prime Minister. There was less good news, though, for Labor, with support for Anthony Albanese falling by two points. However, with an election still a while away in Australia, 
they're now in a recession. The coalition will be looking to consolidate their lead against Labor during the road out of COVID-19. Reports today suggest the government are considering wage incentives for businesses to take on extra workers, hoping to fast-track the economic recovery by driving down unemployment. Jody. OK, Taylor, thank you. Brisbane commuters could face long delays this morning with Extinction Rebellion protesters expected to rally in the city. A cycle protest is planned to start in West End at 7.30 before making its way into the city to King George Square. Organisers of the event promise to be COVID safe. Attendees have been told to wear masks and ride one and a half metres apart. Fire investigators are trying to figure out how a luxury houseboat was destroyed by fire on Sydney's northern beaches. Emergency crews tried to put out the fierce flames on the floating holiday villa, which was docked 200 metres offshore at Palm Beach. It's understood two people were on board at the time, but they escaped unharmed. Booms were installed around the boat, although it's not believed any fuel was on board. A couple has recalled the terrifying moment they were run off the road during a wild crime spree north of Adelaide. The pair had their 10-week-old baby on board when a man tried to carjack them, then later crashed into the vehicle on the highway. Their ute rolled several times over a fence and into a paddock. Pretty shaken up, pretty sore, pretty black and blue. You can't describe it, like, your child's in the back seat and you've got no idea if they're OK. Thankfully, the family only has cuts and bruises. The 22-year-old man was arrested after attempting to steal another vehicle and is now undergoing a mental health assessment. It's expected to be another tumultuous week in New South Wales Parliament after Nationals MP Leslie Williams announced she's defecting from the party. In a statement, she ripped into Deputy Premier John Barillaro, saying the events of the past few weeks have cemented her decision. Ms Williams opposed Mr Barillaro's threat to move the Nationals to the crossbench over a koala policy. She's now applied to join the Liberal Party. A 73-year-old bushwalker who became lost on Queensland's Fraser Island is now safely back at home with her husband. Madeline Nowak spent three nights in the bush after losing sight of the track and her friends while hiking. A massive rescue mission was launched, but the experienced bushwalker managed to make her own way to safety. She was reportedly embarrassed by all the fuss and checked herself out of hospital. 13 Australian athletes will reunite online this week to relive one of our greatest Olympic victories. The women's water polo final at Sydney 2000 is fondly remembered for a last-second goal and the priceless commentary that described it. Saturday night, September 23, 2000. A very Aussie celebration erupted. After a goal that's still a heart-stopper 20 years later. Top corner, can you believe it? Three all against the Americans, 1.3 seconds left. Crystal clear for the girl with the golden arm, now a teacher and coach at Scotts College. I just thought, shoot it, place it, place it high corner. The moment it went in, it was like, it's a goal, isn't it? The voice of water polo just held it together. I don't know if I nailed the call. It was just a release of everything that you wanted to have happen for Australian water polo, Australian sport. Millions of Australians were glued to TVs and radios. It goes back to Higgins. Higgins has scored! And then Higgins has scored! That's the winner! Australia's won the gold medal! Australia's won the gold medal! Even Higgins has landed a goal! 
TUE commentator Dougald Saunders is now the state member for Dubbo. It still inspires people's reaction to be that thing of why was this so special? It was so unexpected. To get there, they had to ambush the IOC over broken promises to include a women's tournament. Turn up to the airport in our swimming costumes and caps uh, to protest, which was a bit embarrassing. The biggest story of all, to me, wasn't so much the, the, the amazing victory, it was the fact that the game was even played. What a win! The crowd's gone bananas! The crowd's gone bananas! That was the comment that a lot of people said, forget the crowd, what about you? There'll be a reunion this week, but as we do in 2020, via Zoom. Matt Carmichael, 7 News. Forensic officers have combed through the scene of a deadly police shooting on Queensland's Russell Island. A man in his 30s was shot and killed after he lunged at two officers with a machete. Neighbours called police after the man became erratic, smashing windows and lighting a fire under his home. It is a police officer's worst nightmare when they have to use their firearm. That is the last option available for police and uh, it, we try and resolve things peacefully. That was certainly not an option. It's believed both officers wore body-worn cameras capturing the fatal shooting. That vision will be crucial to an investigation now underway. His parents are calling him their miracle. Three-year-old Jimmy O'Reilly has spent the night back in his own bed after getting lost in thick bushland southwest of Perth, wearing nothing more than his pyjamas. Back in his mother's arms, this was the moment the miracle WA prayed for was confirmed after a search lasting 12 hours and an SOS call that rallied the southwest. I was losing hope. I honestly thought that we were going to find him, find him dead. <laughs> But by morning, that fear was replaced by tears of relief and hugs with his best friend. I missed you! The nightmare was over. Jimmy back in the yard he vanished from, blissfully unaware of the fuss. He said, I went out in the bush. <laughs> Did you go on an adventure? Yeah. Yeah? No, I see seeing the fall in the bush. You were fallen in the bush. Yeah, I was on the bed. Hundreds responded to the missing persons alert for a little boy in Spider-Man pyjamas. Police drones searched overhead. Dogs sniffed the ground. But as night fell, the temperature plummeted and rain continued. Fears grew. He's going to be out there somewhere so scared and cold. And I, I, felt, I just I thought felt the worst that... Well, I didn't think we were going to find him alive. I thought I was going to have to bury my son. After 12 gut-wrenching hours... We've got him. We've got him. He's alive. You know, he's, he's well. Jimmy was found nearly two kilometres from the family's holiday home, found by his pop. We heard people saying, help, help, he's here, he's in here. He's was holding tight with his poppy. Yeah, his, his poppy was holding his him. poppy's arm with his jumper yeah. on. This is better than winning the lotto. It was just, it was a really special moment. Cold, wet and hungry, the little boy was allowed a few Oreos and a Snickers bar, then taken to hospital where he was greeted with a cheer. <laughs> In yelling up, Brittany Hoskins, 7 News. Residents on the outskirts of Los Angeles have been ordered to evacuate as a wildfire threatens more homes. The Bobcat fire has been burning out of control for the past two weeks, tearing through 37,000 hectares of land. Dry conditions, high temperatures and strong gusty winds have fuelled the flames. Fire crews have so far managed to contain just 15% of the blaze. 
There's been an alarming spike in the number of new coronavirus cases across Europe. Both the UK and France have recorded their highest daily increase in cases since May. European countries from Denmark to Greece have announced new restrictions to curb the surging number of infections. Britain is considering a new national lockdown, with the Health Minister warning the UK is at tipping point. Checking finance now, US markets ended lower as Wall Street suffered its third straight weekly loss, while a COVID spike contributed to falls across Europe. On the commodities market, gold is buying just over 1960 US dollars an ounce, oil is 41 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying just under 73 US cents, 76 Japanese yen and $1.07 New Zealand. Hostel giant YHA is facing a class action over alleged underpayments with claims 4,000 backpackers are owed $15 million. A law firm says YHA hostel guests, given volunteer roles in exchange for accommodation, weren't fairly compensated for their time. But the business says the informal arrangement helps backpackers see more of Australia. The world's biggest TV stars will come together this morning for the Emmy Awards. Due to coronavirus, this year's ceremony will be very different with no red carpet and no audience. The Emmys are going virtual with 138 stars across 10 different countries. Superhero series Watchmen is up for 26 nominations, while Succession and Schitt's Creek are also tipped to be big winners. Kate Blanchett is leading the Australian charge, nominated for her role in Mrs America. New life-saving hospital equipment is bound for Sydney thanks to two dads who took on the English Channel. It was a huge goal at a time when fundraising events are almost impossible to organise. They're now able to donate more cash than expected, spreading their goodwill even further. Back on dry land, the two Sydney mates who took on one of the world's great challenges. This is the, the scariest thing that I could ever think of doing. Luke Stewart and Quinn Darra attempted to swim the English Channel. Luke was pulled out three quarters of the way to France. I'd already pushed through that phase where you're like, I'm really, I'm, you know, I'm in trouble here. So by the time I got pulled out, I was gone. But Quinn made it in the fastest time by anyone this year, a little over nine and a half hours. After about seven hours, I started hallucinating and I was seeing my wife as a mermaid looking up at me, which which was nice. But when it's really painful and I'm thinking about you know, little little premature babies, my son included, when you see them in humidity cribs and how much fight they've got in them. Quinn's son Ryder was born prematurely. They hope to raise enough money to buy new paediatric ventilators for Sydney's Royal Hospital for Women, but they've smashed their fundraising goal, raising more than $140,000. So they'll now also buy two life-saving machines for the hospital in Alice Springs. Luke and I have shed a tear just just uh, with with how generous everybody's been and and you know and how how the the, the communities come together for for such a great cause. The pandemic was never going to make this easy. The pair had special exemptions to travel to the UK and now face the challenge of getting back to Australia as the prospect too of a trip back here next year. Luke's determined to complete the swim. But if I was a betting man, back me in. Motivated by wanting to help, 
In London, Hugh Whitfeld, 7 News. Amazing effort. Recapping our top sports stories now. Melbourne fans' hearts have been broken after the Western Bulldogs beat Fremantle to fill the last AFL final spot. The Bulldogs were made to work for the top eight spot by the Dockers, but eventually kicked away in the last quarter to secure the 30-point win and the place in the elimination final. But they could be without star forward Aaron Norton after he was hospitalised with a fractured cheekbone. Geelong survived a late scare from Sydney, securing a top four finish with a six-point win. Richie Porte has become only the second Australian to finish on the podium at the Tour de France after Cadell Evans won in 2011. Without the usual thousands of fans filling the Champs-Élysées due to the pandemic, the final stage was taken by Green Jersey winner Sam Bennett. But all eyes were on 21-year-old Tadej Pogacar, who became the youngest winner in 116 years on his first attempt. The Knights have all but confirmed they'll have a home final after crushing the Dragons 42-18. Caelan Ponga was back to his best after a week's rest as Newcastle toyed with the Red V. They'll now get ready for the first playoff held in Newcastle since 2006. Ricky Stewart was less than pleased after the Raiders' 26-14 win over the Warriors. Canberra can still finish in the top four if the Eels lose to the Tigers next week. Liverpool are two from two to start the Premier League season after beating Chelsea 2-0. The Blues were reduced to ten men just before half-time and the league champions made the most of the advantage with a little help from Chelsea's goalkeeper. Son Hung Min was in rare form, scoring four goals as Tottenham thrashed Southampton 5-2. Brighton beat Newcastle 3-0. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a trough and front crossing South Australia and Western Victoria are triggering showers and storms. Showers and storms also in Western Australia and Northern Queensland. Onshore winds and a trough are generating showers in northeastern New South Wales. Around the capitals today, mostly sunny in Brisbane, heading for a top of 30 degrees. Sydney sunny with a late shower or storm, also a top of 30. Showers and a possible storm in Canberra and also in Melbourne. A morning shower in Hobart today, heading for a top of 21 degrees. A shower or two in Adelaide. Cloudy in Perth, heading for tops of 19 degrees. And partly cloudy and 33 in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Monday, the 21st of September.